Welcome everybody to the Pow Wow Podcast, talking pop culture, sports, and all things entertainment. Now to your hosts, Chase Gerber and John Yachty. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. Chase Gerber here with John Yanni Yanni. We are gone for a week, but we are back, baby. Yeah, and I almost forgot. (laughs) We were so in the swing of things. We did like four or five straight weeks, and then all of a sudden we took a break, and I almost forgot that we even did this. I know. It was... uh, Here we are. We're back. Here we are. We are back. We had the Walsh game last week, um, and just really nothing was going on last week, to be completely honest. Kanye's been dying down in the news. And the Oscars had yet to happen, but then they happened this past... Yes, Was they it just did. this past Sunday? Yes, it was. We had... Before the Oscars, we had Steph Curry in his ridiculous game against uh, OKC in Oklahoma, yeah. which was insane. And I still can't believe they won, but whatever. Um, and then we had the Oscars the next day. Lots of uh, Lots of fun with the Oscars, as always, so... Uh, that's what we're talking about. We'll be talking Oscars, winners, uh, the show itself, and then we're going to be discussing our favorite movies of all time. Which is no easy task no. to rank those. It um, is terribly hard. Because it could change day to day, depending on what you're feeling. Yeah. And there's always the feeling that you excluded something or you forgot about one. and So, I would say... This isn't our <laughs> definitive all-time no, definitely movie not. top five. At but, this point in time. But on just this five of our day. absolute favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get to the Oscars. Um, uh, let's start. Leo finally got his, his lead actor. He finally got his Oscar. The elusive gold man. I... Good for him, man. It's about time. I I feel like he should have won this like three different times before this. I'm not sure that like The Revenant was his best by any means, but it was good enough to get him an Oscar and he definitely deserves it. Yeah, and honestly, this might have been his most physically tasking role (laughs) uh, where he was just forced to do all sorts of things in extreme temperatures Mm -hmm. and he is a true professional and dedicated himself to this role like not many others could. He was eating certain things that none of us would ever let come towards our mouth. He was actually sleeping naked in carcasses of animals. He was doing what he had to do (laughs) to, to get this Oscar and to make a really epic movie. I think we all agree. Yeah. Everyone that's seen it. And so, I mean... Leo's the guy for a role. If if you <laughs> if you need something done right, he's gonna take it seriously. Mm-hmm. He's very rarely gonna disappoint. And we'll get to it later. But speaking of uh, not going to disappoint, this director who's had two straight best director awards yeah. at the Oscars. I always mispronounce his name. Maybe you can help me out. Uh, let me. Inaritu me... Alexander. Something Inaritu. Alejandro G. Inaritu. Yeah. I believe is the correct pronunciation. But don't don't hold me to that. <laughs> um that that just tends to be what I heard. But yes, directing two years in a row. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it's ever happened to be completely honest. And well deserved. Yeah. Also. And so he won obviously the previous year for Birdman. Which was, and did you see Birdman? 
Yes, fantastic movie. Yeah. I it was like it was an I don't know how to put it. It was a just special experience watching it because it's like it's they shoot it like the whole movie is one really long one take. Continuous take. The only way that I was for sure that they had cut throughout filming this is the fact that there's no way the actors could have changed clothes fast enough. Exactly. Um, but, Very well edited. Yeah. Very well directed. And that's what I've noticed with these last two movies from Inaritu is that you're going to get a unique experience. Mm-hmm. Hadn't really seen anything like Birdman ever before. No. And The Revenant was pretty darn unique also. Yeah. Just in some of the ways that they approached the way that they filmed that movie. Um, there's some very long sequences, kind of like Birdman, mm-hmm. where it's uh, where the camera doesn't really cut for a very long time, especially in one of the action sequences towards the beginning, which is one of the most impressive scenes. Right. And then also this uh, now infamous bear scene. <laughs> the bear scene. Which is a very impressive uh, scene, as yeah. we talked about when we reviewed the movie. But, yeah, I think Leo deserved it for sure. It... Might have been a weaker year, I would say, for Best Actor. Yeah. Uh, the only other person that I would have felt okay winning it was probably Matt Damon in The Martian. Uh, none of the other nominations, like, they were good, but I didn't feel like they were... See, I have not seen Steve Jobs yet. I haven't either. Fastbender as Steve Jobs, from the jump, kind of didn't really work for me just because I didn't think he looked like him at all. But apparently he had a very good performance. Yeah, uh, my brother watched it, so this is the only, um, the only I guess, criticism that I'm going off of. But he said Fastbender was really good. It was a pretty good movie. But, you know, nothing spectacular. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is, I think I've noticed this a couple times where, like, very similar movies come out within a year or two of each other. One, one uh, circumstance... Before the one I'm about to mention uh, that I'm thinking of is where the movies Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached came out right. about a year removed from each other, and they were essentially the same story. Mm-hmm. And so with this one, we have Steve Jobs was released this year, and then maybe a year and a half to two years ago, Ashton Kutcher starred <laughs> in a movie just called Jobs. Jobs, yeah. And it was terrible. Apparently, it was awful. even though I think he looks a lot more like Steve Jobs in, in his in his makeup. Yeah, you know he did. Um, just judging based on what I've seen of both movies, yeah. Ashton Kutcher looks more like Jobs. But, but as far as acting skill goes, I, I would would guess that a lot of people would give the nod to Fastbender, which yeah. I have not seen either movie. But I do want to make a point of it to see Steve Jobs maybe. Over break, we've got spring break coming up, so maybe I can catch up on some of these yeah. Oscar movies. One I definitely want to see, first and foremost, is The Martian, just because Ooh, yes. everyone that saw it was giving it praise, at least in uh, my circle mm-hmm. of friends, where I would ask, oh, so how, how'd you like it? And everyone was like, oh yeah, it was real, real good. And yeah. so that's one where I think it exceeded expectations, where I was like, okay, it just looks like oh, it's just a normal movie. Yeah. And then, and then people started coming back and saying, oh, no, it's actually a lot better than you might think it mm-hmm. would be. And for me, that was the same way with Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. Because I saw the trailer for that, 
And I said, this looks like some garbage. <laughs> this looks like a joke. Like, this is going to be something that, like, the memorabilia for this is going to be all over Hot Topic. And it's just mm. one of those movies where it's like, this is going to be, like, just a strange yeah. movie. What a lovely day! <laughs> and then all I heard was great things about it. And I was like, oh, well, like, I guess I should go see it. And then I was like, wow, that was very, yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Um, Mad Max, I remember my experience. I saw the trailer and I, it wasn't that I didn't want to see it. I just thought, wow, this looks so weird. Mm -hmm. Just ridiculously weird. And it was a great movie, even though there's very little plot to it. And it's basically a two hour car chase (laughs) through the desert. But, it won half the Oscars, apparently. Yeah, it won five of them. I have the list right here. They won film editing, makeup and hairstyling, production design, sound editing, and sound mixing. Hmm. Five Oscars for Mad Max. They didn't win any of the big ones, which would be directing, cinematography, best picture, anything like that. But, but a lot of the minor ones that are still important just don't get a lot of the glamour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as The Martian is concerned, the thing that is so impressive about The Martian is Matt Damon is on Mars for, I believe, four years, uh, four years movie time or whatever throughout the in- the entire movie. And he is literally, he's acting with no one else there with him, which is the mm-hmm. most impressive part, um, which is why he, I feel like he got the uh, best actor nom and i would have been totally okay with him uh taking it home but yes you definitely need to see the martian great movie um also we're big star wars fans yes star wars was shut out at the oscars yeah and they weren't up for much but i think they were up for special effects special effects and original score john williams was and so who beat them out for special effects Visual set, bleh, visual effects was Ex Machina, and I think that's well deserved. Well that. deserved, great movie, yeah, great special effects. I really effect. liked that one. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, that one has a couple Star Wars actors. Yes, in it. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Domal, Dom, Dom Hall, Dom Hall Gleason. I can't I have say a weird his name. Right. Dom Hall, Dom Hall, whatever. Uh, yes, great movie. Uh, it was fun. I really liked that movie. Oh, me too. Didn't get nominated for anything else, but it was good. Um, And then original score was beaten out by The Hateful Eight. Now, you've seen The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Were you super impressed by the the score? I thought it was good. I remember hearing a lot of buzz about how the guy who composed the score was like some real classic, well-known, very talented composer who like came back to do his first score in a while, I, I guess. And he hadn't won an Oscar before this, too. Oh, seriously. Which was the big story once he won. Better late than never. Yeah. And, you know, I'm okay with John Williams not winning this one because he has, I think he has five wins for original score, and he's been nominated like 38 other times. So it's okay. I don't think it was even that, like, spectacularly great. No, but it was a Star Wars movie. It's like, it's... It takes a lot of the themes from the original scores that he did and then just yeah. kind of builds upon that. So, yeah, sure, give it to the the <laughs> one that's actually brand spanking new yeah. rather than just kind of recycled. Yeah. Because sure. there, there wasn't much 
I mean, I thought the the music for Force Awakens was good, but there wasn't anything that was like super. Yeah, like, nothing groundbreaking. Different. Nothing like nothing iconic like the Imperial March. Nothing that you would necessarily hum along with in your head because it's stuck in your head. Like yeah. there's there's no classic John Williams scores in Episode Seven, other yeah. than the original scores that he, of course, brought back. Right. Agreed. So yeah, we're okay with that. Um, maybe Episode Eight will be fantastic and awesome and it'll win a bunch of oscars mm-hmm. or something like that um so real quick back to leo yes back to you leo. said you thought he could have won it like two or three other times beforehand yeah i would guess one of those times would probably be wolf of wall street which yes. a lot of people felt he deserved best actor for that one but i believe he was beat out by mcconaughey yeah if dallas I'm, buyers yeah. club correct so yeah especially the scene with the ludes where, uh, <laughs> the, where Leo the is, lemons, <laughs> yeah, is uh, dragging himself to his car. Yeah. I believe he calls blabbering. it cerebral pal the cerebral palsy phase, <laughs> or or something like that. Yeah, um, I think another one he was nominated for was Aviator. I think he was in. I don't think he was nominated for Titanic. I think I believe he was nominated three other times. I forget what the third one is. Hmm. Uh, but. You know, hearing all these stories about, you know, the method acting that he was do- doing, like sleeping in a dead horse carcass or whatever, it it was almost like he's, he's like screaming at the Academy, look at all this crap I'm doing. Give me a freaking Oscar <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah. It's like he's desperate. He'll do anything to get the Oscar. And now he has it. Yeah. And there seemed to be kind of like this huge push where it became kind of cool to root for Lee. Yeah, it did. And. You know, everyone you would talk to would be like, oh, yeah, I hope he gets it. And Mm -hmm. you saw it online and on social media. There's just this huge push where it's like, even if people had never seen a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, they're like, oh, I really hope Leo gets it. (laughs) Like he was just a figure that people wanted to cheer for. I mean, he's an attractive guy. Everyone knows he's a great actor. And so why not cheer for him? Definitely. So he finally got it. Good for him. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he he had a good speech. He got to address his something he's passionate about with yeah. the uh, uh, with the climate warming. change and stuff like that. I was hoping for like maybe some more kind of like raw emotion though, where yeah. maybe if he started to cry or like I was hoping <laughs> yeah. for some memorable quotes, just where we could look back and say, "Ah, oh, that was a classic speech mm-hmm. when Leo won his Oscar." But there's no real quotables on there. No, he was just real. Real chill about it, real professional. About right. It. I did find it funny how uh, Alejandro Inaritu, during his speech, where he won directing for the second time, which is unheard of, got played off the stage because he was speaking too long. And then Leo <laughs> spoke. Leo gets up there. He doesn't get played off. Oh yeah. Just interesting little tidbit I took oh. away. No, I thought nobody was, wants no one's Leo getting Leo. to be played off. Yeah, Leo's they not getting hear what he's got to say after all these years. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, this really made me want to go back and watch some of the Leonardo DiCaprio movies that I haven't seen, mm-hmm. like Aviator, for instance. Yeah, Aviator. Yeah, a lot of the the ones in his past where I haven't gotten the chance to see him yet. But yeah, he's honestly a pleasure to watch. Like whenever you're watching him, he's doing his thing. He's doing a great job. Another yeah. one I've wanted to see for years is. Blood Diamond. I've never. Yes, actually, that. now that you say that, that's the uh, that's the third one he was nominated for. Oh, really? In Blood Diamond, I don't think I've actually ever watched it, but I've I've heard it's really good. He plays like a French guy, I think. Really? Or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, another one you'd want to see. He's not like a super huge star in it, but if you haven't seen The Departed, I have seen The Departed. Yeah, yeah, good one. Very good one. Uh, I believe that one Best Picture years ago. Um, so, so speaking of Best Picture, Best Picture, yes. Um, an upset of sorts. At least in my mind, it's a huge upset because I thought either The Revenant or Big Short was gonna win. Spotlight takes home the Oscar. For Best Picture. And we talked about this either a a week or two ago. And you had seen it. I still have yet to see it. Mm -hmm. Serious subject matter. Not exactly a fun movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a data dump. They're dropping new info pretty much every single scene uh, in the film. Definitely very serious tone. But they pulled it off well. Uh, There wasn't any standout performances in it in my opinion, at least, but it just worked so well cohesively, all the moving parts in it and everything like that. I thought it was well-deserving. If it would have been my choice, I would have said Best Picture would either go to Room or Spotlight, and Spotlight won, so I'm happy. And so you've seen Room. Yes, and I gotta tell you, Room melted my heart like eight (laughs) different times. Like, I don't cry in movies very often. The equivalent to crying for me is almost crying, like just on the brink the, of the tears. The choked up yeah, kind of phase. That right? happened like eight times in Room. Oh, and that wow. doesn't happen very often. Wow. I Great movie. I, I can't believe it wasn't getting more buzz. It was so many great yeah. moments in it. I would recommend it to anyone. And also... Uh, the, the little kid, Jacob Tremblay, who plays Jack, he's the uh, little kid who's with Brie Larson. Um, he's a huge Star Wars fan in real life also, so... Kid knows. Yeah, the kid knows what's up. And he was great in the movie. I would have nominated him for one of, like, actor in a supporting role or something. He was great in it. Would that not be something groundbreaking if a kid was up for best actor? Is it even possible? I don't know if it is. It would have to be a hell of a performance. Yeah. And, yeah, that would be all-time. Yeah, if, it would. Like, all-time Oscars moment if a kid was even nominated, far less yeah. if he won it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I would have been okay with it. Like, he was fantastic in the movie. Yeah. Because not a lot of people know this. The story is predominantly from the kid's point of view in Room. Oh yeah, it's he's the main character. He's the protagonist, if you will. Brie Larson is his mom, and while she's the leading role because she's the adult, it's more of a story about this little kid. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. that's and that's my spiel. I thought I thought Room should have won if it was my choice, but it's not my choice. Like solid, convincing child acting has got to be one of the most impressive things. Yeah, out there. absolutely, like, it's unheard of to have these. Like, we know what bad kid acting looks like from watching Star Wars Episode yeah. 1. Mm-hmm. But, like, for a kid to be able to do what so many adults can't even do convincingly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's much less, like, emotional layers or, like, things asked of a, a child actor simply because children are a lot less complex than adults mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Still, it's something that's very impressive when you see a performance like I'm guessing that this... This kid gives in a room. 
Yeah, um, that's the one thing about child acting too. It just seems to captivate you. Like if there's a good child actor who really nails their performance, yeah, it's just so captivating and heartwarming, and it's great to see. Yeah, I would love to see. I would have loved to see him get nominated. I'm not. I'm not sure what they look for. I don't even know if there's like an age limit or something. Yeah. Maybe there is, but I mean, I would have. I would have nominated him. He was really good. And usually, when we see kid actors. It's usually in kind of a Disney Channel context. If yeah. they get like famous, you know, where they they're in a TV show and then they go into another TV show or something along those lines. But could you ever see, like, I guess I'm trying to think of other examples of this in history. Would Shirley Temple be an example of like <laughs> a kid actor that was like consistently famous? Yeah. While they were growing up in the business oh, and like man. continued to do movies, because a lot of times it seems to be these kind of one-offs. Yeah. Or they do a couple things here or there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Neil Patrick Harris might be the closest. Really? Yeah, I know he was a kid actor. I don't know what specifically he was in, but I mean, he's not like a huge movie star or anything. But I know a lot of people loved him when he was a kid actor. He's still very likable. He's in, you know, he's been in How I Met Your Mother. He was in Gone Girl. Which and was fantastic film. You know um, what? This is ironic, but we're talking about this, and then we were just talking about Leo. When he was yeah, a, Leo was a, a kid teen. actor too. Yeah, wasn't when he, he was now a that teen, I think about he it. was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape and gave a very convincing performance. Yeah. of a child with like with some kind of like disability or like yeah. some kind of. And now that you say that, he might have been nominated for an Oscar for that film. I'm not completely sure. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But, but it's funny that yeah, he that was, came up, yeah. and right under our nose, we're talking about it's like, Leonardo oh yeah, DiCaprio. duh, Leo. He's been an actor for years and years. The uh, professional, yeah, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Let's see here. He was nominated. Yeah, he was nominated for a supporting role in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Wow. And I wonder how old he was. I think a teenager uh, for sure. Maybe even closer to preteen. Uh, he was actually twenty years old. It was no made. Way. It was made 1994. Yeah, not he or doesn't wait, look 1993. That old at all. So he would have, he would have been 18 because they would have shot it the year before. So that was the year before Titanic came out in 94, I believe. Yeah, actually, Titanic right. was 97. Was it? So a little bit after that. But yeah, I mean, he was right on the brink, you know, between adolescence and adulthood so yeah that's probably as close as uh you could get for that one leo <laughs> leo's that guy we were just talking yeah. about right and i think he was in stuff before that too yeah when we look back and and we're old or at least older like leo's gonna be the guy that we look at and we say yeah he was probably the best actor of our generation yeah one of them definitely like he's already an all-time classic He's gonna go even further. Yeah, in the the ranks of, you know, ultimate actors of all time. Yeah. Real quick, we were talking about Room, mm-hmm. and so was it best lead actress went to Brie Brie Larson, Larson this year. Absolutely deserving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every everywhere that I read before the Oscars predicting who would win had Brie Larson winning. Yeah, she seemed like kind of the favorite, and the. The right pick. Yeah. And I will say I didn't see any of the other movies who were in the actresses yeah, neither who were nominated. It seemed like a bunch None of None of the movies really. Movies. Yeah. The only other one I would have seen was Brooklyn, which was nominated for Best Picture, but I didn't uh, get the time to 
for that one. But yeah, you know, the the emotions that Brie Larson had to pull off in the um, her in the role that she portrayed, which I won't spoil anything because I want everyone to see it because it's a great movie. But the emotions with the situation and everything that her role uh, entailed, just perfect. So mm-hmm. couldn't have made a better choice. Um, real quickly, wrapping up the Oscars. The one, the one win that makes absolutely no sense to me, actor in a supporting role went to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. And who did you think it should have gone well, to? Well, if it was me, it would have gone to either Christian Bale in The Big Short, which was a great movie. Uh, not my favorite of the bunch, but it was a great movie. Or it would have gone to Tom Hardy in The Revenant, because I loved Tom Hardy telling stories in that accent I didn't understand. <laughs> Um, but based on like the crowd vote, I thought for sure Sylvester Stallone was going to win for Creed being Rocky again. Hmm. Out of those three, I I figured it'd be one of those three. Mark Rylance, I heard no buzz about going into the Oscars and he just pulled an Oscar out of his butt pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of glad an unconventional guy won that award just because I haven't seen any or any, I haven't seen Bridges Spies, I haven't seen Big Short, mm-hmm. um, I saw Revenant, but it didn't seem like that was one of Christian Bale's best performances. Mm-hmm. Or it didn't seem like it was definitely Tom Hardy's done better. Yeah. And so I thought, heck, give it to this new guy. Make make these actors that we know are great, like Christian Bale and yeah. Tom Hardy, make them earn it with <laughs> something, push them a little bit further. Get, yeah. Go Make sleep in a dead horse carcass. Yeah. <laughs> Make him give us something a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understood. It was a animated film. Did you see Inside Out? Yes, I did. And Did it make you choke up just like Room? Uh, not quite, I've because it does take a lot. A lot of tears coming out of this movie. <laughs> like, that made minimal sense. But what, what I'm saying is... A lot of people have cried while watching Inside yeah. Out, apparently. Which, like I said, I'm not a big crier. I didn't Pulls come close to crying. It did pull at my heartstrings. It was a great movie. <laughs> but there are only two animated movies I've ever watched that have brought me to that point. And they are The Lion King and Toy, Toy Story, Story 3. 3. It, it's, not on the, it's not on that level. The Lion King, it really? Is just when not. Mufasa dies? Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, you've had like 25 years to do so. Yeah, sad day. Anyways, (laughs) yeah, Inside Out, not on that level, but it was a great movie. And I I have yet to see it. There's just so much that I don't see throughout the year. Yeah, you're too social, man. (laughs) (laughs) Am I even... Like, qualified to do this podcast with you? I don't know. Do I need to find someone else, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Who, Unless uh, I start seeing some more movies. It's on the same wavelength. <laughs> oh, you got all the spring break. You can catch up on everything exactly. you need to. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is pretty much the Oscars. Uh, everything wrapped up with winners and everything like that. Spotlight took Best Picture. Leo had actor in a leading role, and directing went to Alejandro, the big three, if you will. Let's see what he's got going on next, because I'll be for sure checking that out. Yeah, absolutely. I will see anything that he directs uh, now. Let's see what he's got on his to-do list, just out of curiosity. Director, 
nothing on the schedule after oh. the Revenant. So far. Hmm. Maybe that's subject to change. Anyways. All right. In light of the Oscars being just last weekend, uh, we are going to be discussing our five favorite movies of all time. Which, don't hold me to this, because I for sure... Subject to change many times, perhaps while you're listening to this. I almost feel like I haven't even seen enough (laughs) movies to make, like, a definitive list. Like, don't get me wrong, I've I've seen a lot of movies. And this is based on what we've seen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't, obviously we can't say, like, from a, I don't know, critical standpoint, these are what we think are the best movies of all time, just because we haven't seen every movie of all time. It's true. But at the same time, these are just our some of our personal faves. Yeah. If here's the scenario: you're trapped on a desert island and you have five movies to watch for the rest of your life. What are they? It's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. Even though we might uh, violate a few of the the five movies things with um, some some of our picks, we'll get to that later. Okay, Yanni, number five on your list. Of favorite movies of How about all time. You go first. You want me to open I it up to <laughs> do some reordering? <laughs> yeah. Now that you look at it again, okay. I will give you my fifth one, and like we've said, these are most likely subject to change. But my number five right now, and this is probably just because it's Oscar season. I have Room. Whoa! In my top five. I really in liked your, Room, man. In your top five. I'm telling you, no movie has. Tugged at my heartstrings more. I Jeez. It was great. I loved it. And I might be overhyping it, so anyone's listening to this who sees it for the first time after this might think, wow, he really overhyped that. But I'm sorry. I'm putting room uh, at number five. Brie Larson was great in it. Jacob Tremblay, the kid, was also fantastic in it. And he's a Star Wars fan, which just makes me like it even more. Performance is great. Cinematography, great. Soundtrack, great. Room, number five on Chase's list. Yanni, are you ready to give your fifth one yet, or do you need more time? Do I need to go to number four? (laughs) So, I would say I know for sure what I'm going to say for number one and number two. After that, it gets messy. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, it's just when you make a ranking and you're like, five is just so different than three. It is. I mean, it really is. So, this is off the cusp, as they might say. Mm-hmm. Some of these I haven't even seen as much as I would like to. And, like, there's ones that I've seen once that I have on kind of, the, like, a list here that I've got about of eight movies that, like, stuck with me. Yeah. That, like, if I, as I see them more over the course of time, like, I'm sure they'll move up the ranks of my list. Yeah. Um. Wow, and then, oh man, there's just like ones I, okay, so we'll start with it like this. So there were classics that like I grew up with uh, that were some of my favorite movies growing up with, such as like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and like Jurassic Park, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know where those would fit on my top five list, therefore I don't have any of them on there. Yeah. Um, Then there's movies I've only seen a couple times, like... American Psycho and Kill Bill, which I don't really know where those would fit. On Great my list, movies, but though. They would. They're yeah, so and good. And I just need to see them more times yeah. so that I can, for sure, say they're in my top five. 
but let's go with at number five. Let's just say, okay, another one I have seen not enough times, but I'm sure will be on my list one day, Dead Poet Society. I haven't seen that, really? actually. I need to see that. Yeah. So I'm getting all my honorable mentions out <laughs> yeah, of the way Yeah, there's your here. honorable mentions. So now I'm forced to stick to this top five. Yeah. I will go with The Shining at number five. The Shining, Jack Nicholas. <laughs> yes. Jack not Nicholas, Nicholson. Not the golfer. <laughs> not, not the, the golfer. famous golfer, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> not Nicholson. the golfer. The, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes, Jack Nicholson, the legendary actor. Common mistake, actor. common mistake. Yes, tell me about <laughs> The Shining. I don't think I've seen The Shining. I've seen parts of it. So I am not a big scary movie guy. Yes. But The Shining is a kind of scary-ish movie that I love. Ooh. And it's, the thing is, it's not like your typical quote-unquote scary movie mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, jump scene here, really scary looking thing demonic spirits demonic face here jumps out like it's more of i guess what you could classify as a thriller right so So it's kind of like the first saw movie yeah it's yeah which is another great movie i've seen only a couple times but i really like yeah and yeah it's just like i think that's a great comparison to saw isn't like a scary movie where it's like oh like jump scene. Oh, look at that! Ew! Yeah. Oh, it's a thriller. Oh. Yeah, it's a thriller. So Crime it's like, thriller. It's got some kind of. That's what I like about it. it. The Shining and Saw is that there's like this kind of sense of mystery, mm-hmm. and I just really like the setting. That like this is a big thing for me in movies. I like settings and like where the movie takes place and like the way the movie looks is a big factor for me. So The Shining takes place in like this old kind of huge hotel and i just love the look of it <laughs> yeah and so yeah that's my number five is the shining the shining it's it's the only movie of its type i would say that's on this list okay the kind of thriller but really tell yeah that is one i enjoy a lot whenever i watch it yeah well deserved i i know lots of people who like the shining even though i haven't seen it myself i imagine it's a great movie all right number four for me, and I will make a disclaimer here early on, Yanni, just so you're not surprised at the end. I didn't put any Star Wars movies in my top five. Oh, wow. Because, you know, like you, I lump them together pretty much. Like, it's one big saga, and I don't know, like, because there's some some of the movies I don't enjoy as much, like Episode 2 is my least favorite because oh, of the my. cheesy love story. That's like my second favorite yeah <laughs> but it's because of the time period right not necessarily the acting oh, and it's just real nostalgia yeah there you go but so i didn't put a star wars movie in this although is in terms of film series it's number one or two in my mind anyways number four for me a little movie called goodfellas okay have you seen goodfellas yet this is one i've seen once and i saw it this past summer for the first time isn't it a great movie i liked it, it i'm was sure movie. i would like it even more with Upon uh, second and third viewing. Yeah, um, because I'm a big sucker for the mob. I love seeing how... I love mob movies in general, which is a coincidence because I haven't seen any of the Godfather movies, which I need to. Those are another two movies I made sure to see this past summer. Did Got you? Part one and part two. Yeah. Which one... Which Part one and part two, which one did you like better? This is a uh, big debate. Probably part one. Part one? Yeah interesting i don't know i don't have a real strong opinion on it okay all right good to know anyways goodfellas mob movie uh based on a true story back in 
between like the 60s and the 80s uh, involving the Lufthansa heist, which is the biggest cash heist ever. It follows the life of Henry Hill, a gangster in like the New York era. Just so many iconic moments in it. Um, specifically the the Layla montage when they go dead body to dead body to Eric Clapton's Layla. One of my favorite moments in film of all time. Um, great performances. Joe Pesci. Love him as Tommy. In the... Uh, um, Ray Liotta's laugh. Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the way he like opens his mouth yeah. when he laughs, the, the sneer. Also, Robert De Niro, legendary actor. He's a part of mm -hmm. it, too. So, um, yeah, I remember watching it. First time I watched it, I was like 13 years old and not old enough to watch it. But <laughs> I loved it. I loved all the blood and gore and mm. cursing and nice. heist pulling and extortion. It was great. <laughs> so, uh, Goodfellas, number four, will always be one of my favorites. Classic Scorsese film. All right, number four for me. Some more last minute switching up. I'm going to put Fight Club. Ooh. Now Another this... one I need to see. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't. And here's the reason why. I know the twist at the end. Oh. <laughs> it was ruined for me. Which makes me... Which just makes me say, okay, like, I'm sure this is a great film, and I would love watching it, but, like... I know the big twist, so like, what's the point? It's it's still cool to watch it. This this movie represents for me a type of movie that I like, and that is, as you said, a movie with a big twist at the end, puzzle one movie. that makes you think, and one that just once you're done watching it the first time, the second time you watch it, it's going to be a totally different experience yeah. than the first time you watched it. Yeah, and like, it's one of those where you can look for clues no matter how many times you watch it. And there's just something kind of new to look for each time Yeah, you watch it. And I just remember the first time I saw this movie was in high school and the twist like blew me away. And mm -hmm. just, it's one of those movies where the experience of watching it also adds to why I love it so much. Right. And so just remembering seeing that twist for the first time and just how unique of a movie it was. And still is. Mm -hmm. And plus it's like Brad Pitt doing his thing. Ed Norton doing his thing. Yeah. And it's Love just a real fun guys. one to watch. I encourage you to see Fight Club it's over Spring Break. It's on my to-do list. All right. Is that your challenge to yes. me? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll uh, Maybe I'll challenge you to see one of my movies on Spring Break that you haven't seen. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about th that type of movie, kind of the puzzle movie. You look for clues, completely different experience when you see it a second time. I may or may not have one of those movies in my list later on. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. So, Fight Club, you're number four. Anything to add? That's about it for Fight Club. Just yeah. see it. And see it. don't spoil it for anyone. I like, will not. Like Chase was spoiled. If any of you see it, don't. Keep yeah, it, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Okay, number three on my list. Ooh, where am I at here? I am going to go with Warrior. Really? Yes. Have you seen Warrior? I haven't. You have not. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna say spoiler alert. I guess, but it's not really a spoiler because anyone who knows anything about this movie knows the big twist quote-unquote ending. Do, do I want to cover my ears? I haven't seen this no, no, yet. No, no, 
Do you know the premise of it? If not, I, I, I might not spoil it for you. Although, if I talk about it, I have to. I, I'll just give a general premise of it, okay? Um, so, two brothers, played by Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton. Uh, anyone who knows about this movie, it's an MMA-style movie. Uh, there's this big tournament. Tom Hardy and uh, Joel Edgerton, the brothers, they both enter. Uh, we learn there's lots of... Um, bad experiences in their past concerning their family, including the, their father, um, and some stuff you figure it out about their mother later on, and they just, they use this giant MMA tournament to kind of, I don't know, they, the film uses it in a way to kind of solve this family's issues, and it's not so much about the MMA fighting, which I might add is awesome, I love it. Makes me want to go fight someone every time I watch it, uh, but it's the it's more of a story about a really broken family and trying to kind of repiece uh, themselves together. Hmm. So I would recommend it. Great film. I'm intrigued. Yeah, perhaps I would, I would recommend I'll add it. it to the list of the now <laughs> growing. <laughs> Make list a list of, of movies, movies to watch. I really need to see. Yeah, and you that's a long it. list. Yeah, it is a long list. I can just be so bad at seeing movies. Yeah. If you don't have time on your hands, it's just so tough, you know? And it is like a, it's a commitment. Like two to three hours, it's like, okay, that's what you're doing with your night. You're probably not going to yeah. do much else. Yeah, for real. Whereas if you're just like watching little TV shows or just browsing YouTube, you can just go from thing to thing. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> I end up finding a lot myself of do. doing yeah. a lot of nights. It's easier. It's not as much of yeah. a commitment. It's 20 minutes, and then if you want to stop, you can. If exactly. Not, yeah. So, uh, that's... So, yeah, Warrior. Yeah. Warrior. Chase is number three. You're number three. All right. This was just like thrown in there. I don't even know if it's my number three, but sure, <laughs> it is deservedly in my top five. I have put Castaway. Castaway! <laughs> have you seen Wilson! <laughs> yeah. Of course I've seen Castaway. Classic Tom Hanks. I, Peak Tom Hanks, yeah. I should say. Tom Hanks, just like... so. Okay, so Lost is my favorite TV show, so yes. I love island stuff. Island, deserted island. You love, love that stuff. I love deserted island stuff. That's, it's a very weird that's genre the draw for to Yanni. get into. <laughs> but, you want Yanni to watch your movie, make it yeah. on a deserted island. <laughs> so... I think this movie has one of the most emotional scenes that I've ever seen and one of the most well-executed, just one of the best. Like, they handle the story very well. And I, once again, I won't spoil it, mm -hmm. but this guy gets stranded on an island and then things happen after that. And basically there's this thing with this guy and a love interest of his and... They, yeah. they can't be together, and they know that, and there's this end scene that is just phenomenal, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it is definitely one where the gates have opened up and tears have yeah, come have they? out of my eyes. Oh, boy. One of the few, I presume. Yeah, another one was Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society, yeah. yeah. I need to see that one. And so, yeah, it was just... Yeah, that scene is definitely powerful, and I just really like the whole movie. I think it's got a solid ending mm -hmm. all around. I really enjoy it, and that's my number three. 
Very well done. Uh, I can't say I can't argue with you. It's a great movie. Uh, I can see why you would put it in your uh, top five. Number two on my list, um, The Dark Knight. Oh, good one. Good I one. love The Dark Knight. Because, first of all, I'm a huge Batman fan and have been since I was a kid. I love Batman. Favorite superhero. I love the Joker. He's my favorite supervillain because he's so unique to any other comic book super vi- superhero villain yeah. um, ever created. And the Dark Knight, the perfect portrayal of both of them. Heath Ledger with the performance of a lifetime. May he rest in peace. Um, just, I can't describe enough about the movie. It, In my opinion, it's the best comic book superhero movie adaption ever made, yeah. bar none. And a and, lot of people would agree with you. Yeah, and to me, f- for me, nothing else would even come close. I, like, nothing What would Marvel, be even in the ballpark? What's, like, no, what's nothing, the number two that is who, so far away? Number two, uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Hmm, I would say Iron Man... Is one of the best superhero movies. Um, Spider Man Two, I think, would be up there. Um, I think the Avengers were pretty good, and I also think Batman Begins, which was the prequel to this, was a very good movie. But do you like Batman Begins better than The Dark Knight Rises? Yes, because I do also. Yes, and I think we are <laughs> the only two people in the world that think that. Really? Is there not a lot of people who think that otherwise? I've always. I nearly get crucified every time really? I say that. Yeah, that's. I will say, I think... See, it's kind of the opposite for me, because most people usually trash on The Dark Knight Rises whenever I hear them talk about it, which I say I think Dark Knight Rises doesn't get enough credit, hmm. if you will, from the people that I know, at least. But yeah, I think Batman Begins is a better movie than Dark Knight and Rises. And I agree. Far none. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, the performances were awesome. The way they blended in Harvey Dent into the storyline uh, as Two-Face was great. And along with favorite uh, or best comic book superhero movie, uh, the best scene in any superhero movie ever, which is the Batman interrogation scene Mm. of the Joker. Because I remember sitting in the theater on the midnight premiere. It was my first midnight premiere and still the best one I've been to uh, by far. I remember sitting there with my brother and watching, you know, Batman begin to lose his temper with the Joker, and he like slams his head against the glass. And me and my ben, me and my brother Ben both looked at each other, and we were both like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> he is going to kill him! Like he's going to kill the Joker!" Like we really thought that Batman was going to murder this guy. So, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a great scene. Never I'm experienced anything like movie. it. Yeah, great movie, great scene. That's my number two. It'll. It's really hard to top that movie in my books, but um, yeah, I that definitely would make my honorable mention. Yeah, list yeah. as would a lot of others. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my number two. Let Let's hear your number two. I have a guess of what it would be. Yeah, I think I kind of hinted at this to you earlier in the day. I'm gonna kind of cheat here. You're gonna cheat. It's <laughs> okay. You cheat, baby. The entire Star Wars <laughs> franchise together. At number two, this very well could be number one just because of the history of Star Wars in my life and what it means to me in my childhood and what it means to me now. Mm -hmm. 
Honestly, it could be one, but I wanted to give an actual movie, like a singular movie, for yeah. number one. And so for number two, we will put Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise, Star Wars episode dot dot dot. All of them. All of them. Just yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? Nostalgia. I love it. It's your childhood. I grew it's up awesome. on it. Yeah, I grew up on it. There's nothing like it. Just like there's certain things that make me think of Star Wars that have nothing to do with Star Wars. Because when I was a kid, I would be thinking about it so much that now as Everything an adult, I associate Wars. certain things with Star Wars. Like when I, when I go to the Home Depot, I think about <laughs> I think about Star Wars because as a kid, I think I thought a lot of the sections looked like the inside of the Death Star. Oh, or something like that. I can't believe I didn't think that as a child. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Totally get that. It's just really random, and like even. <laughs> Like, as a kid, I spent a lot of time in Walmart because my mom would go to Walmart a lot and, like, me and my sister would tag along after school. Yeah. And so, like, that reminds me of Star Wars for whatever reason, partly because I went to go see the toys Mm -hmm. in the aisles and, like, all the bright white reminded me of the Tantive Four, the ship that Princess Leia was on. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is just some real, like... It's surreal. Obscure (laughs) stuff I'm saying here, but... It's so ingrained in, like, my life and what I, what I enjoy yeah. about like movies mm-hmm. and, just like, yeah, it's, yeah. Nothing really trumps Star Wars, in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I love Star Wars, to till I die. It'll be, uh, it'll be great. Okay, my number one movie. I saw this when I was, geez, how long ago was that? 11 years ago, maybe? I think it was 2005? Anyway, uh, it's a movie called The Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan. Have you seen it? Yeah. Have we talked about it? It's, I think the reason I like it so much, it's a puzzle film, first of all. Classic Nolan film. Um, It was the first kind of, puzzle movie where you know there's all the clues and we talked about it with fight club that i sat down and watched and like the first time i watched it i completely understood the entire thing and it blew my mind like it's so brilliant and then like you said you have the you watch it a second time and it's completely different because there is so much foreshadowing throughout the entire film Mm-hmm. It's like he's smacking you in the face with it. Yeah. And and you're just ignoring it. Like, stop that. I don't want to. I don't want it. You know? Like, it's. I don't know. I, I love it. I'd watch it 15 times in a row without stopping if oh, I could. Oh, wow. I love. I love the prestige. So, Christopher Nolan directed movies take your number one and two yeah. slots. Yeah. And On the Brink was Interstellar because I love Interstellar hmm. also. I love Christopher Nolan. Yeah. He's My a, favorite he's filmmaker. A goodie. Yeah. He's, uh, he's great. So, Prestige, number one in Chase's book and heart. And that's one that's been there for a while and probably won't ever change, to be completely honest. It's All right. All right. That Yanni. is a good one. Yeah. It's I've only one. seen it once, but definitely one I need to see again. And that is a constant theme throughout this discussion. <laughs> yes. Is I have either not seen a movie or I've only seen it once and, and feel like I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number one. And once again, I think I know which one this is. It is a Quentin Tarantino yes, movie. Yes, it is. I love Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction! <laughs> Great movie. 
I am so entertained by Pulp Fiction. Such a great film. Like, it's mostly, it's like a dialogue-driven film, and it is the most interesting dialogue mm-hmm. of any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Just because it, and Tarantino's been praised for this and known for this, is he can have scenes where it's just two people sitting somewhere talking for just so long. And not just like a couple minutes here or there. Mm-hmm. Like entire scenes that span like over 10 minutes and you're just intrigued the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it flows so naturally and the content of the conversation is just that interesting. And that's not to, like I'm not saying that this is just a movie full of talking because obviously like some absurd things happen. But yeah, it's just that mix of the dialogue and then the absurd things happening and the way that this story is told, it's not linear. Yeah. So it doesn't start at the beginning and end at the end. It's, it's as if you took this movie, cut it with a knife into a lot of different pieces, and then you rearranged those pieces. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing about this movie because like, say you have this, you have this idea for a movie and you tell me the linear timeline of it. Like, this is everything that happens. You look at that movie and you're like, that's that's not a movie. Like, that's stupid. That's not a good movie at all. Mm-hmm. But the way he rearranges it and uses the dialogue as only Tarantino could makes this an instant classic. Oh, yeah. And I, this is a movie where I could watch it a lot and probably not get as tired of it as I would watching other movies over and over again because like i'm the kind of guy that like i know people that can watch like the same movie like a couple times in a week or like like more than one time in a month yeah and i kind of don't really like doing that yeah i kind of like to savor it or i like to watch it once and then like give it at least a year or so to like settle until i watch it again so that it's like not new but like new in a way where I haven't seen it in a while and it's like I'm revisiting it. Mm -hmm. And so even with Star Wars, my favorites, I wouldn't want to watch the same Star Wars episode twice over the span of 12 months, which is kind of weird for a lot of people. Yeah, that's intriguing. Yeah, just because even though like these are my favorites, like I don't want to get tired of them. Like I don't want to, even though I love them, I don't want to even feel like tired of it. Like, oh yeah, I just watched this a couple months ago. Yeah. I know, like, of course I know the scene, but it's like, I just want to wait <laughs> to yeah. see this again. Yeah. And even though they are my favorites, like, that's just the way I appreciate them, I guess, is mm. got to space it out a little bit. Definitely. For me, at least. Definitely. So Pulp Fiction, that's my number one and on this very one. messy list. Yeah. And a very, that's a, that is a worthy number one movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Very well done. And so maybe next week we can do top five animated movies. Ooh. Because I was thinking maybe we could just do like a a like side category, like what's your favorite animated movie? But no, we could just save a yeah, list for next week. We could do that because I could make a, a worthy list of uh, favorite animated movies. Mm. I'm not sure what my number one would be, but I know what my top two would be. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right. So I guess that's a preview of next week. Top five animated movies we will be discussing. Mm -hmm. it'll be great alright alright well I believe that's all we have time for uh, this week actually we won't be here next week because we have spring break 
Probably doing some movie watching. Yeah, lots of movie watching and TV watching. I have a lot of Game of Thrones to catch up on before the new season hits in April. And do you have Battlefront yet? Ah, Yanni! (laughs) Here's the good news. I will be at home where my brother has Battlefront, so I will be playing it to my heart's content for hours on end. Like, I've never been more disappointed with a fellow Star Wars (laughs) fan. I don't have an Xbox or a PS4, but believe me, I've been making sure I have ways to play this game. Yes. I've been mooching off my friend for months now, just like coming into his room and playing it. So, just uh, the fact that there's a Star Wars fan sitting across from me who doesn't own Battlefront and he owns a gaming system baffles me. Well, hey, my birthday's coming up in about a week and a half or so, so... Maybe you'll maybe get it. maybe uh, someone will get it for me. Hint hint hint. <laughs> but if you don't get the hint, that's okay. If I if I have I'm access... not spending sixty bucks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Not only is it sixty bucks, but in order to get all the downloadable content, which is all the new maps and all the different stuff they come out with, it ends up being like a hundred and ten bucks. Which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that's the problem with the gaming industry. They release half a game, they charge the full price for it, and then they tack on DLC to get you to pay more. And then you gotta pay yearly to play multiplayer and it's just kind of I'm not all concerned ridiculous. about that. My my bank account has been set for about <laughs> six years, just every year, bloop, take out the money, keep it, keep my Xbox Live going. And that's like what, one day at work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how you gotta look at it. <laughs> one day at work a month so all right uh we are all out of time here so we'll be back in two weeks we'll be doing our top five animated movies and whatever else pops up yeah maybe we'll finally talk some nba before too long maybe maybe even but though, probably not it it's a boy ever since the warriors have been going on their all-time great run here there's not I, much to talk the about. nba has made me kind of yeah sad until the playoffs <laughs> i i feel like i won't be into it until the playoffs start and that's Which when, okay. yeah, that's when it gets going. That's when it revs yeah. up. And that's when LeBron revs up. Yeah, so hopefully we see that again. All right, we are out. Thank you, everybody who listened. We'll be back in two weeks. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm.